Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my segment on our microtransactions ruining games. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms where this hits, you can always catch me live Monday through Friday at SNTRlive.com. SNTRlive.com will bring you to my YouTube channel where we do these episodes and these streams, uh, and you can interact with the live polls and the discussions. And today I asked the question, I said, listen, are they, you know, what's your take on them? And most of the people said they're, they're okay. Some of the time. Okay. They're okay. Some of the time they're, they're not always bad. They're not always good. Some of the time they're okay. So the results actually kind of surprised me out of over a thousand votes. Uh, we were, where do we land? It was 80. Was it in the eighties? 82% said some are fine. So today's audience was not like super strongly opposed to microtransactions. There, there are instances where they're okay, but more and more, I think people, there's just growing concern that they're always baked into the crust of the games that you're buying, whether it's a single player game, multiplayer game, free to play game, uh, you know, player versus player battle royale. It doesn't really matter what the genre is or the type of game that it is, microtransactions are sort of becoming a standard in the industry. So I wanted to talk about this because this is linked to another subject of of the rise in game prices that we may cover. Are the prices going up? We're sort of experimenting with opinion pieces and different things that we cover here on this channel. So microtransactions are notoriously a hot topic in the gaming world. More and more video games are finding ways to increase their revenue streams by offering more than just the initial purchase of a game with additional DLC. With the rising cost of production for video games with respect to both the overall budget as well as company size the margins on a $60 initial purchase is often not enough for game companies to make back what they need whether or not they're backed by a big publisher or they're doing it independently but the real question is are they ruining games or to what degree are they harming games that's really the question is this presence of these microtransactions is it as bad as many people make it or there are just some really really bad examples how much of it has been put sort of into a protected area now with some of the rules and things that have been established so let's just start with the first section can they be good It's difficult to maintain some of the extreme and hard stances that many gamers take on microtransactions. I've had people say things like, you know, there's this really high ideal. Uh, A fully priced game at $60 should never have a microtransaction ever, right? That's That's a super strong stance that people take. Generally, I think that's difficult to maintain. You're creating a very, very all-encompassing, very absolutist standard that doesn't necessarily even need to be a standard. There's a game right around the corner called Outriders. They have promised a complete package. They have promised a complete product at at launch. And one of the reasons they're doing that is they don't want people to think it's going to be this live service game that sort of builds itself as time goes on. But I think that also sets expectations with microtransactions and I don't think a micro spending store will be successful in a game like that if they don't deliver enough in-game items and things to chase while at the same time trying to sell stuff we, we, we talked about this with Anthem right Anthem created a micro spending store that did not sustain that game why because there weren't enough people 
playing the game. There, there weren't people in there playing and committed and, and checking out all the new cataclysms, so the micro-spending naturally went down, which is why they canceled the game. The margins weren't good enough. So I don't think you're going to have this presence in a $60 fully delivered game where the microtransactions are scummy or cannibalistic because people won't buy them. The market generally doesn't allow for that in most of the cases where it shows up and it works and it's good. We, as the consumer and as the gamers, are a natural bulwark from it becoming too nasty. There are instances where it happens and we're going to talk about that in a moment. It seems like an untenable position to say you can never have microtransactions in a $60 game. It removes any possibility for cosmetic or vanity stores to be an optional path for players to both support the game and enjoy customizing their character or experience in an expanded way. Games like The Elder Scrolls Online and and even Destiny are examples of games that don't overreach with their microtransactions and they offer what feels like a fair consumer treatment while offering a non-RNG random based and directional way to purchase vanity or cosmetic items. So I think they can be good. It can support the game in a more ongoing way, especially if you really like the game and you want it to continue to flourish and add new content. It can be very, very healthy for the developers to continue to do that. And it can also give you an expanded way to customize your character as long as it's not taking away from the thematically earnable items in the game if there's a bunch of dragons that I'm going and killing and I can't get any dragon armor or dragon weapons I have to buy them from a store that becomes problematic that would be considered in my mind cannibalistic you're sort of consuming pieces of the game that should be earnable to sell them next when are they bad when the microtransactions go too far when are they bad for the game or the gamer When microtransactions go too far, sometimes it's very apparent, and other times it's more subtle, right? The first and most challenging to detect is what I call the squeeze. When a game creates pathways that are completely unnatural, grindy, and they stretch the gamer to a point where they feel they're being squeezed, the only way to proceed is by spending money. It's completely impossible to advance, to level up, to go to the next thing, or to you know, essentially what they do is they prey on your sunk cost. The more you play the game, the more hours you've put in, the more you feel like if they bottleneck that and you can't proceed, you feel like, man, I've already poured time and money into this game. I'm going to spend money to advance. That's essentially a squeeze. The reason this first type is so hard to detect is because it can be slowly added over time, like slowly boiling a frog in water. Unfortunately, with the mind-blowing success of Genshin Impact, this type of subtle microtransactions will become more popular because it works and most gamers don't sense it. They're in hook, line, and sinker. They've already spent a bunch of money. They've already poured a ton of hours into the game. So when they start to do that squeeze of the only way I can advance and really enjoy this game is to continue spending money, you are trapped. You've been slowly boiled in the water and the sunk cost fallacy makes you continually give the money and continually pour your time and energy into it and you're sort of trapped and stuck obviously the most egregious forms of microtransactions are the types that attempt to trick a younger audience with incessant pop-ups on a mobile device or those that foster a culture of pay to win or an environment where buying items almost feels required the the only way i'm going to compete in this game is by buying these card packs i need the better teams the better players essentially monetizing winning monetizing power 
or there's some games I play on my phone and it's ridiculous how much they just wham 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 they throw things in your face to try to get you to buy they're essentially taking advantage of little children fat fingering or clicking through and not thinking and buying and I think those are obviously the most egregious and the easiest to point out unfortunately I think the more subtle way of squeezing the player over time where they feel I'm too far into this game to not spend the money the value return on the game is being negatively affected by arbitrary constraints on my progression and now you're being motivated your own investments being pitted against you I think those are going to become more common and a lot harder to detect lastly is it gambling? This is one that tends to come up often. You know, people get in these debates and they say it's gambling, it's awful, it's predatory, it shouldn't be happening, they should be restricting this, it should be illegal. One of the more common debates I've had over the years is with the assertion and claim that microtransactions in the form of a loot box is gambling and should therefore be banned from all video games. Obviously, in recent times, legislation has pushed back and the chance that the items in the loot box must be disclosed to the consumer. I also have felt a lower presence of loot boxes and RNG boxes in games as of late. It's heavily established in the card packs and some of the sports games, but generally speaking, you're not seeing the loot boxes show up anymore because there's a giant stigma, which is a good thing. The consumer and, and those of us that have been vocal and have spoken out have criticized it. So news outlets, YouTubers, Twitter forums, whatever consumer feedback has largely pushed up against the idea of a loot box, both through the legal requirement of telling somebody the odds of getting the really good item is incredibly low, so the consumer is informed about what they're purchasing, but also consumers in general have basically stigmatized and pushed back against loot boxes, so companies don't want them in there because they know that's going to hurt their promotion, that's going to hurt their marketing, and potentially hurt their projected sales. With the law in place, I think that I don't think the best approach is to keep uh, micro spending in check is by jumping to claims of gambling or psychologically preying on young impressionable gamers. It's far better, in my opinion, to deal with it on a case by case basis in an effort to break down where the train jumps off the tracks. Every game is different. Every company approaches microtransactions differently. And high, exaggeratory, hyperbolic language about gambling and predatory, I think the danger there is you're not really communicating accurately what the problem is. At the end of the day, most of these micro stores and items are successful because there is a willing consumer base, and that is probably the single biggest challenge to seeing it leave or at least having its presence minimized. I often say that about the player pack sold in sports games or Fortnite skins. You cannot claim they're overpriced if willing consumers keep buying them. The consumer, the demand of the consumer, the the paying consumer base is really dictating price. Demand dictates price, not your sentimentality about it. You can argue all day long that a Fortnite skin is way too expensive, but the market is dictating the price of that item, and ultimately that's why it's very difficult to have this discussion a lot of the times. So the best way to do it is twofold. Speak with your wallet, 
don't support games or buy items or microtransactions that you think are wrong or overstepping and call out practices that you feel are either unethical or wrong and will have those results both either through legislation or through just general consumer consciousness being raised which is why I think loot boxes have been more stigmatized as always if you're listening to this or watching in any of the other locations you can always catch me at sntrlive.com Thanks for listening to another episode of Today on SNTR Presents. Today, we're talking microtransactions. Are they bad for video games? And the 10-minute talk preceded this. That's how I structure it on the audio listening uh, platforms. If you want to catch these live, you can always go to sntrlive.com. This is sort of my new approach to the audio format of SNTR Presents. So you still get like a nice lengthy podcast, but it's not as rigid and structured as Q&A. Always remember to share these and subscribe if you're enjoying them uh, and I'll start reading through some of the poll results and poll comments we're asking the audience today microtransactions in video games what's your take and I gave them the three choices all of them are bad some are fine all of them are good and most people are saying some are fine 83% out of 700 votes are saying some are fine so the majority of the people taking this poll this morning are like listen microtransactions are not all bad there there are some that are fine and obviously if you're listening to the audio version of this you've already heard my 10 minute talk and kind of break down what's good what's bad you know and is it gambling Let's start reading through some of the poll responses here. The uh, Robert Jones says, highly dependent on the game. Some are good, especially for free to play or a live service, but I have they have no place in single player offline games. Interesting take. I actually am curious about this sometimes because there are people that are like, if it's a full price $60 game, they have, there's, no, there's no business. They have no business being in there, right? Get them out of there. And I'm always kind of like, okay, now hang on a minute. You know, that's very idealistic. That's very, that's very strong. It's very absolutist, right? I don't know if I agree with it. I resonate with it. It makes sense to me. If I buy Tomb Raider or Horizon Zero Dawn or whatever in the heck, I, you know, and I spend $60, I don't necessarily anticipate there being a micro spending store. However, if they've got planned DLC, if they've got planned sequels, and this is going to kind of help subsidize it, I don't really genuinely care as long as there's things in the game that I can earn and unlock on my own. This is your parenting coming through. My son begs for money for microtransactions daily. My whole issue with it is that cosmetics are not tangible, and I find it hard to spend money on it. Right. Like, with my kids, you know, they're getting into Pokemon cards now, and, like, there's just something cool. It's, 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 there's a physical item. They can look at them. They can trade them. They can share them with their friends. And the the, the digital items, it's just so hard for my brain to tether to it. I'm like, what on earth? You know, we're seeing these prices getting trotted out for for some of the items in in, in FIFA or NBA. Uh, And it it, it just seems crazy. It it just seems crazy. Uh, I don't necessarily understand it. Now, I'm not saying that it's necessarily wrong. I, I definitely think that there is an element sometimes of it being almost like uh almost predatory um sorry we're dropping some frames uh it uh it rained i may have to call at&t we uh when we get rain (laughs) it could be the ingest servers youtube already bumped me to another one uh it could be the ingest servers but it's raining and they fixed my issue seven not even seven months yeah about seven months ago they finally fixed the issue they found something outside it's probably coming back because now when we're getting some rain i'm noticing uh some instability in my connection and uh 
Thankfully, it only makes frames drop a little bit. It shouldn't interrupt the audio too, too much. But the the idea of, you know, to go back to the comment from, from Robert, that, like, if it's a single-player game, you know, microtransactions have no plays. I, I definitely do understand that sentimentality, but I don't know if I'm going to draw that line in the sand, you know? Um, I don't know if I'm going to, like, draw that line in the sand and be like, no, absolutely not, you know? It, it, they, they, have, they have no place. It seems a little too rigid. I still think there's a place. I still think there's a place for vanity items, cosmetic items, in games, as long as the purchase of them is is treated in a fair way you know as long as it's not like a loot box or it's rng you know as long as it's not a squeeze or predatory where they're like your your progress in the game is so hindered you feel like well the only way to enjoy this game and to progress now that i'm invested now that i have sunk cost of time energy uh and care and concern well now i feel like i have to spend money or i've or i've wasted my time so Yo, it's good, J-Post. It has been a while, man. How have you been? So, another comment here on, on the poll uh, from someone named uh, Name Here. Uh, in my opinion, in free-to-play games, they're fine as long as they're not too over-the-top or invasive pay-to-win. They have no place in full-price games. Uh, I hear this a lot. I do. I hear this a lot. They, a full-price game, absolutely not. Microtransactions have no place. No place, no place. Like It's a common, it's a common phraseology. Again, my thought process behind this is that if you're if you're going to take this stance, you know, if you're going to take this stance and say, you know, I they, they should they have no place, they have no place. I would actually be open to and would want to hear the precise reasoning as to why. Like what what's the standard? Why why is this so wrong? Why why is this set up in such a rigid way? Um and again, mainly because, mainly because I don't necessarily think the pricing structure, the production, the cost, the time, everything that goes into these single player games, I don't know if I want to co-sign on this idea that like, nah, you can never, ever, ever put any sort of a micro spending or a microtransaction or a cosmetic store in your game ever. I, I don't know. Whenever I hear a, a standard uh, being trotted out like this, like a like a, it's like an axiom, right? It's like an axiom. It's a truth. It's a, it's an absolutist sort of statement. I'm always sort of like, oh, is that too all encompassing? Is that too is that too far reaching? You know, people falsely assume that cool armor set would have been in the game, right? That's the other element to this. Like, if they hire an art department, and that art department's primary job is to generate a new revenue stream. In, with 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 micro spending, okay. I would say that they might not have done that if there wasn't micro spending. X Ghost Archer, thank you so much for the brand new membership. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes, your dope and deserve dope stuff. If you guys want to support me directly with a paid membership, you can do that by clicking the join button or using the join command. I appreciate that so so much. We keep inching closer and closer to 900 paying members. Thank you, and everybody hitting the sub button today. Thank you for doing that. We're nearing another sub milestone. We want to earn your sub. I'm a safe for work broadcaster Monday through Friday. I do a live stream every day like this with a topic, a discussion. It's like live radio that you can interact with. Uh, and again, people can keep me on in the background because of the fact that we are safe for work. So feel free to click subscribe and the bell button. You're likely to have your comment read on the poll when we do them. 
uh, because when you're here early, that bell button's going to ensure, and we almost have 800 votes now on the poll. Um, Captain Galliant has got a comment here on the poll that says, I'm okay with some. I disagree that cosmetics are the ideal microtransaction. I think my character progressively looking cooler and further I get, the better I get. It adds to my experience to have that as a pay uh, cheapens that experience. Uh, uh, let's see. I understand that element. Wolf helmet. Wolf helmet in Diablo 2. Like, the wolf helmet in Diablo 2. I, I always go back to that. I always remember that. You know what I'm saying? There's this sort of... You see your character in the world. You you see your character in the menu. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is... I look so, so cool. And I got the wolf helmet or I got the armor or I got the bone shield or whatever by advancing in the game and getting cooler stuff. So I 100% resonate with this idea that like, listen, I want to feel awesome. I want to feel like I'm progressing in the game. And a lot of the times your appearance is an enormous part of that. The idea that I I look a certain way because I've put the time in and I went and killed a boss or I went and did this thing. I, I do. I resonate with that. Again, I don't know if that means that there's no there's no reason for me to uh, there's no reason for me to to be okay with cosmetic spending then you know because ooh that felt good a little pop in my foot man do you guys ever do that like you roll your foot around you get like little cracks and pops in your ankle or like the top of your foot feels so good uh, I don't know like I, I'm trying to imagine what I would have felt like in Diablo 2 if there would have been armor outside of the game that I could have bought to look cooler or as cool or whatever compared to what I was finding in the game. Because it gets subjective, right? It gets subjective. If they would have been selling, you know, bear armor, here's a helmet that looks like a bear, here's like this cape that's a bear, you know, it looks makes it look like you went out and killed and skinned a bear, right? Uh... I don't know, because again, that is, that's subjective. It's subjective to the experience. I would have been like, no, I prefer the wolf armor. I think the wolf armor is cooler. I prefer, I prefer this, I prefer that, whatever. I don't necessarily think you can automatically say that. I think that's one of the mistakes that always gets lost in this shuffle, is people are like, the, the way, the way that they sell cosmetic armor is, they put everything that's cool in the cosmetic store, right? They put everything that's dope inside of there. And then, then you end up with, then you end up with the scenario of people claiming only the good stuff is being sold. Only the good stuff is available. And it's like, well, but I look at some of that stuff. And I think it's friggin' ugly. The game needs to have both in-game rewards for various achievements, title skins, costumes, ETC, as well as purchasable cosmetics. The goal is to have both unique, but different. This is how I would frame it. This is how I would frame it. The video game needs to offer me rewards that are thematically linked to what I did in the game. That's what I think. I think you should have thematic rewards so that I can say, oh, where did I get this? I got it over there, right? You know, where did I get this item? I got it. You know, I did this thing. It was really hard. I found this person, blah, blah, blah. I beat this boss. I farmed this dungeon, 
etc 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 if they do that then I think you're free and clear to create shiny silly goofy things in a micro store that to me I'm fine with it's like yeah that's fine that's fine. Is if I can go into the game and go, you know, and go kill some skeleton king or some some you know dragon monster and get rewards that that are a testimony to me doing that, then that's all. That's that's good. That's good enough for me. And then if you're selling other stuff over here, then I'm that's fine. If I think it's shiny or cool enough, I might buy it. But in general, I'm gonna be like, nah, dude, this stuff over here, because. Here, here's here's my take on the contrast and the, and the friction here. If you don't like the idea of buying really cool armor, you're not going to care because you invested time to look a certain way and you take pride in that. Dude, I farmed for this for days. I tried to get that for in a couple hours. It took forever, whatever the case may be. That purchasable stuff is frilly and pretty, but I don't want it. You know, it's like the hunter masks in division two. You can do some puzzles and kill a hunter in the game and you get dope masks, right? But there might be some you can buy that are completely separate and different, but they're not like a, they're not a testimony to what you do in the game. They're not a, they're not a, they're not a a trophy. They're not a trophy that you earned or worked for, you know, microtransactions are not mandatory to purchase. You can still enjoy the game without buying them, right? I would, I would only say this. They're not mandatory, but imagine playing a game like Diablo and all the armor in the game is intentionally drab and plain and there's very, very little geometrical difference uh, between them all. And you end up with, you end up with sort of this, man, if I even want to look remotely cool, I have to spend money. And I, And again, I know it's subjective, but you know what I'm saying, like, Imagine playing Diablo and all of the armor is like grays and beige leather and it all looks very samey. So you and me, we look like we're wearing like football uniforms from like the 50s, right? And we're like, man, this stuff is drab. This stuff is plain. And then all of a sudden the micro store has like dragon armor and skeleton bones and all this stuff. And you're like, now, wait a minute. I'm going and killing dragons and, and, and dinosaurs and monsters, and I'm not getting any cool armor. You're literally giving me potato sacks to wear, and then you're selling stuff over there. Now, most game companies, I wouldn't think, I, you know, most game companies would not do that. It'd be too obvious of what's going on, right? If, 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 there's, a, if there's a situation where they were to do that, unfortunately, I would think they would get called out on it and then they wouldn't sell very many because people are like are you kidding me you you literally gave me a leather sack to wear you gave you gave me a a potato sack to put on my head instead of a knight's helmet like this is ridiculous i actually think they wouldn't sell very many i i do think there's a delicate balance here if you're trying to sell microtransactions, you need a satisfied and happy player base in order for there to be a good amount sold. Now, this doesn't apply universally because I do know that the sports games are a different animal. The sports games are a different animal because you feel like, well, if you, I need to buy or I'm, there's just no way, right? Sackcloth and ashes. There we go. Great reference. Like, th- there is a difference in the sports games. There is. So, 
I, I think in a game like if like Diablo started doing something like this or other games started doing something like this, you have to do it in a way where people are like, no, I'm happy, I'm satisfied. I, I, I'm I'm getting I'm getting things that are worthy of my pursuit, and if I want to, I can buy the super shiny stuff if I feel like it. I don't think you get away with microtransactions in games like like when Anthem did it and everyone was worried. I was like, you have to understand something. There's not going to be anybody to buy the microtransactions if nobody enjoys the game. They have to make a good product. And look what happened. The microtransactions did not keep that game alive. Why? Because you didn't have a satisfied player base, which means you didn't have a loyal player base, which means no one's playing, no one's buying microtransactions. Microtransactions only work as a healthy revenue stream if you actually have a stream of revenue and a stream of players. You know what I'm saying? A five spot from cringe. Uh, bada bing, bada boom. Here, have some money and fly to the moon. Keep up the great work, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate the five spot. So to me, to me, it's like, man, you're never, ever going to get away with this if you don't have people playing the game. If microtransactions could just be scummy and predatory and, and, and make tons of money, then Anthem would still be being developed because they had plenty of microtransactions. And all the leaks about price, which was basically somebody breaking NDA, right? Because the original, because the original store was was not ready to be seen, and they told people not to take screenshots. They did anyway, and they confused the entire, uh, you know, they confused the entire community. You know, it, it to me the 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 fact of the matter is, if you're gonna have a captured player base that's when you can have decent microtransactions if you have bad player if you have I'm sorry if you have bad microtransactions and no player base then nobody's buying them nobody's buying the pretty things so don't forget guys if you like this shirt the original it's Mario actually from uh, his first appearance in Donkey Kong uh, since 1981 this is official licensed Nintendo merch uh, from 80s tees use that shirt command check it out 30% 30% off if you use code LONO at 80stees.com. The link in chat will take you to all of their Mario Brothers collection. Combacoil Lag says, I never minded microtransactions so long as they didn't feel like something that I should have been able to earn or affected gameplay. Uh, this is a good take. I think this is in line with what we said a little bit ago. If there's some thematic things for me to chase, then I'm okay with it. Owen Legend says, For me, there's no satisfaction from purchasing a microtransaction. I always look at an item in a negative light because I paid for it and it's worthless. Uh, you're not the target audience for sure. There are people that are just not the target audience for microtransactions. You're not going to buy. You want to earn everything. It seems chintzy. It seems cheap. It seems flimsy to just go buy something awesome, you know? If you have sufficient depth of in-game available cosmetics, your store succeeds. Right, right. Papa D said something. I usually like going back and forth with him. What did he say? Time is money. If I give you my money, I gave you my time and that uh, that I could have spent elsewhere. I think microtransactions are a godsend to the video game industry. Well, there you go. Somebody that really, really likes them. <laughs> a Jacob Butcher. I like micros to some degree. I like the extra ornaments and what they do in DLC. I hear ya. You know, some people do. They like those little extra frilly things. Quad says, when a game releases with microtransactions, it feels like cut content and stuff that I should have received with purchase of the game. 
a year or two into the game launch having micros to have an opportunity to support for the game is fine in my opinion um uh to me to me it's it it is six of one half a dozen of the other if they hire an art department for micros it's part of their business model to me it's that simple if they hire an art department to make all these things it's part of their business model it's not cut content you see now i understand i understand quad's perception i don't think that perception is reality right i don't think that perception's reality i think that they 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 set up a business structure to create the pretty things with a department that's intended to create extra return of investment. I don't think I don't think they reach into a complete game and they're like, "All right, slice that off. Slice that off. Ooh, that's good looking. Slice that off. Put it in the store." I think more and more companies are literally setting aside a department and saying, "Your job is to make really really dope stuff that we're going to sell in a micro store. It's separate from the game, separate from the campaign." It can't be attached to any of the dungeons or the enemies or the appearance of things in the you know in the game. Can't have that. I think somebody just ordered some coffee. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. We got. Uh, let's see here, Cardock Ren. Thank you for your order, man. Appreciate that very very much. You guys were we're nearing we're past the halfway mark on the coffee, uh, and the order is going to be here. I think late next week. They uh, they're brewing it, bagging it, labeling it, all that. I can't wait to start taking pictures and putting it on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. Um, it's gonna be awesome. Very very excited. My wife came up with a really cute idea. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. You'll just get surprised if you order some. I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you. It's such a cute idea. Uh, anyways, um. You know, if they hire a department to literally do this, again, I, I don't think that's like a sliced off piece. I understand why the perception might be, dude, the game just launched and you already have microtransactions. It's like, yeah, of, of, of course. Yes. You know, the, the, why would we not? You know, it, 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 it's part of our it's part of our business structure. You know, it's it's part of it's part of how we're going to make our money. It's it's not we're not just we're not just launching a game. We're launching something that's intended to be a revenue stream for for the company, you know. We're not just gonna automatically make all of our money back from from the initial sales of the game at sixty dollars. You know? On the audio side. I've up if JSOC's having issues, I've upped the bitrate in the Discord, so I don't know if he has the opportunity to turn it down on his own. It could be. Oh, you guys are having issues? I could lower the bitrate on the live stream audio. We got it, we got it bummed. It says it may adversely affect people with poor connections. I mean I could I could bump it down and see if that helps. Uh Maybe that'll help. I lowered it to 300. And we'll see if that doesn't help you. Um, we bumped it. it, it should ma- I should sound clearer in the Discord, but it may be causing you connection issues if your internet's just like a little bit slower or something. Um, you sound good? Okay. Yeah, I lowered the bitrate. That might help a little bit. Uh, that might help a little bit. 
Um, I was having internet issues earlier, but I haven't been having any now. Um, it was that was like I don't know a half an hour ago. Il Rosso answered the poll here. Says I think it all depends on the execution. The other factor could be if the game is free to play or not. Uh, that seems to be a factor for a lot of people. That seems to be a factor for a lot of people. They're like, listen, if it's free to play, I that the the you know open the floodgates. I don't care. <laughs> open the floodgates. You didn't charge anybody money for your game. I, I do. I think. I think gamers are a lot more hands-off with their judgment if the if the game is free. I think they just in, instinctively say, you know, no, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah, that's fine. You know, okay, that's fine. So, but when you pay for the game, I think people expect a, a reasonable amount of a value transfer. What am I getting? How much am I getting? Does there is there lots of cool pretty things? If there is lots of cool pretty things, how many extra cool pretty things did you shove into your micro store? I think those are legitimate concerns and questions to ask when you're buying a game that's full price and has micros in it. I think those are I think those are fair. I think those are fair um, you know, questions to ask of of the game and the developers. A great example would be Outriders. Outriders has said they want to deliver a complete product. It's not going to have live service features. They want to give you a complete product, a full experience. And if there were microtransactions jammed into there, you might say, now, hang on just a second. You said you were selling us a complete product. We need to weigh this, look at this, kind of make a percentage arrangement here and ask, like, okay, did we in fact get a complete product or did you jam too much stuff into the micro store? Keep in mind, there's not some objective reality. There's not some microtransactions abacus where you can like slide things back and forth and say, okay, you guys are good. It's subjective, meaning the consumers dictate whether or not that micro store is good, healthy, and respectful. How do they dictate that? By how they interact with it. If, if, if I'm not saying Outriders is doing this, I'm giving you a complete and utter what for. If Outriders were to completely overswing on their microtransactions and everyone like lost their mind and got really irritated, well then no one would spend money in the micro store. It would be a failure and ultimately then would dictate the decisions they make going forward with that micro store. If the community responded positively to it, in in large numbers thought it was fair thought it was totally fine and spent money in it the market determines the goodness the badness the fairness the success of a micro spending store again there there is not some objective reality here if you would have told people 10 years ago that someone would spend 15 to 20 dollars on one skin for their character in a game at the time the gaming culture would have said that's absurd that's almost the cost of a dlc in some cases that is the cost of a dlc for one skin are you insane the market shifted the market changed fortnite breeded a culture with a free-to-play game and streamers and dance moves and cool skins and funny moments and then everybody wants the newest skin everybody wants to look like the mandalorian or or uh, marvel characters or whatever the frick like you want those characters 
no one no one questions it why because the market doesn't question things once it becomes standardized the minute something becomes normative no one questions it the market doesn't question that are people storming into target and being like i cannot believe you guys are charging 20 and 25 dollars for these blu-ray movies this is ridiculous no nobody's doing that why because the market has accepted that as a standard price with purchases and a consistent flow of uh, of revenue right now blu-rays are a little bit of a different example because blu-rays are probably going down in purchase percentages because of streaming services but you get the point right when you go to the store and you buy produce or you buy milk or you buy bread or you buy whatever, the, the market is sort of showing like, okay, what can we get away with here? No one's going in and storming the store and be like, this is unbelievable. Free games with microtraction, praise on people's emotional attachment to their game. Hope you're well wish. Um, well, not only that, I think when you're playing a free game, I don't know about you, but I've done this. I'm like, I'm having a blast, dude. They can have some of my money. I did that in Fortnite. I did that in Fortnite. I was having fun. I was having fun. I, I, there were a couple times I played with Wish. It was fun. I'll buy some. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I didn't spend any money. <laughs> I'll, I'll spend. I'll, here's some. Here's twenty bucks. Here's fifteen bucks. I'd spend some money and gift skins to my nephews. It was fun. Uh, yeah, I didn't spend anything. It's easy to do. You didn't spend anything. There was an article I read a couple years ago. It might have been two or three years ago, and they found. They found that free games, people spend a disproportionate amount of money in a free game because they're like, well, I didn't spend any money. And then they end up spending way more than $60. (laughs) You know, they're like, well, on average, a free-to-play game, I think the number was like 80-something dollars. The average person spent around $80 in a free game. So they spent more than what they would have on the complete price of a full game. Why? I'll tell you why. Because the first couple times feels pretty good, and then you're comfortable with it. Now you're like, I'll buy next one. That's fine. You resurrect with a two-spot. NVTs are going to replace Microtrans soon. Watch. Uh, NFTs, I'm sorry. Um, Non-fungible token. So for those of you who don't know, a non-fungible token is a unit of data on a digital ledger called a blockchain where each NFT can represent a unique digital item, and thus they are not interchangeable. NFTs can represent digital files such as art, audio, video, and other forms of creative work. So when people are putting that in chat, that's what they're referring to. Um, hey! Somebody else ordered some coffee! Thank you so much! Let's see what we got here. Who is it? If you're listening to the audio version of this and you want to support the coffee, you can go to ragelessroast.com. Ragelessroast.com. Ghost Archer ordered some of the Rageless Roast. You are not supporting some other company. I'm not getting a kickback. We're not in a partnership with anybody. You're buying it from me. You are supporting me, my family, and the SNTR network directly when you order that coffee. Uh, thank you so much. Same as if you order shirts from 80s Tees and use my code. Or if you support and promote and share the Gothics video or the Upper Echelon video. Those are all great ways to support me. Another comment in the poll here from Sleazy. Cosmetic item only microtransactions that help fund further content is completely fine with me. 
uh, a common take for sure. There's a lot of people that are like, if it's cosmetic, I don't care. Zerlock says, hey man, if I can deal with the price, I have no problem. I love supporting games that I love. Same. Nick Stone says, purely cosmetic transactions are fine. Um, a lot of folks are saying that. Noberto says, there's a very fine line that developers have to tread. Some games do it correctly, uh, but the way too many do it wrong. Um, uh, and sometimes it is tough to detect the bad the bad models. I think that's those are the ones that are harder to detect. The ones that do a very subtle squeeze. It's a frog boil. They boil the frog slowly in the water. You get a sunk cost sense. So sunk cost meaning you have dedicated both time, money, and energy into playing and leveling up your character. So you have sunk cost. And you feel like in order for me to progress, I have to spend money. This is one of the this is one of the tactics of gotcha games. Like that's one of the ways. Gotcha games comes come in a, you know in, in a variety of ways. One of the ways they do it is they they bottleneck progression and they limit it, they time gate it, they do whatever so that you feel, well the only way forward is to spend money. It's I'm being squeezed. And it's subtle and you don't catch it. It's like a frog being slowly boiled in water. If you try to throw a frog in boiling water, it's going to jump right out. The water's too hot. If you put a frog in the water and you slowly increase the temperature, the frog has no idea before it knows that it's boiled. It's grotesque, but it's kind of what happens. It's it's it, it basically it happens beneath the surface. You don't see it. It's not some big bright shiny item. It's like, "Oh my gosh. Oh my word. $50. I'm not going to spend that." It's it's essentially it's like death by a thousand paper cuts right it's 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 death by a thousand by a thousand micro spends like it's like a little bit here a little bit there a little bit here a little bit there and then you're like i gotta keep spending i gotta keep spending because i i've already spent i i'm stuck i'm stuck in a pattern here it's why it's it's one of the reasons this is not the only thing that fuels a gambling addiction but it's one of the elements that fuels a gambling addiction it's the i gotta get out of this I need one big win, one big score, and I'll get out of this. I'm so far in the hole, I need a, re- a disproportionate amount to get out of the hole. You're basically digging down into a hole, hoping to find a ripcord to yank you out of it. That's one of the elements of a, of a gambling addiction. That's not the only element. I'm not simplifying gambling addictions, right? There's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it lame content well you're here what's that say about you in general one of the ways they get you with this is you get so invested in the game both with your time as well as your money you feel trapped it's a similar concept it's 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 called sunk cost fallacy like the idea that I have to keep going I have to keep playing I've already put so much time in that that is one of the ways that it works just continues to chisel away at your sense of why am I even doing this? Why am I spending this money? You don't even think about it. You don't. So, it has an effect. It has an effect. And it, I, I think it's those are the ones that are really, really hard to detect. Right? Those are the ones that are really, really hard to detect. They, they end up 
they end up slowly getting you into a cycle of purchase if it's completely optional if it's totally off to the side cosmetic items that you can ignore the average person is going to be totally fine right they're going to be totally totally fine um Trey 50 Daniel with a $10 tip through Super Chat. A $2 weapon camo in Call of Duty and a $15 map pack were fine because you were getting what you paid for. Randomness or a requirement to progress is bad. Stay strong, man. Loving the content. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that's totally fair. I would say that's totally fair. There, you know, if you if you set it up in a way to where people are getting a direct purchase this is one of the reasons why loot boxes were so were so despised you were they were so despised because it was like i don't even know what i'm gonna get you're selling me a scratch off ticket and they passed legislation i mean i'm gonna mention this in the 10 minute if you're listening to audio you've already heard me go through this they passed legislation like if you're gonna sell any form of a loot box you have to put on there the percentage chance of what somebody can get the consumer needs to be informed at their at the chances of of buying right one of the reasons they do this is it's it's a layer of consumer protection right now there's a handful of reasons this is super super important at a ground level it's super super important that if i sell you a scratch off or a loot box and the chance of you getting the golden item, the big one, the coup de gras, the big, the big daddy. Okay, if the percentage chance of you getting it is point zero 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 one percent, I'm essentially selling you, and ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people who buy it, I'm selling you trash. I'm selling you trash. It's there's nothing there. It, it the the chance is so so insanely low I'm essentially selling you a lie so now when you buy those packs they have to tell you the percentage chances for let's say there's con- there's there's uncommon common and legendary they have to tell you what the percentage chance of the legendary is they they have to now obviously that doesn't matter to somebody who's deep in it they're going to be like no 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 this one this one this one I can feel it, I can feel it I can feel it, I can feel it. to a certain degree that can work that that can work in your uh in, in in your favor that can work in your favor because suddenly that can work in the company's favor because suddenly the item seems even more it's like a delicacy right it's like oh man almost nobody has i got to go i got to go i got to go you're buying card packs and there's like a 2% chance of getting you know i don't know michael jordan you know so everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's so rare. I got to try and get it. I got to get it. I got to go for it. So that's, that's why I think it still works. People still buy them. I think they just say less than 1% and they get away with it. it either way, that still potentially drives sales. Right? It, it drives it drives sales because you see that low percentage and there's a certain element of like, oh, well, that's, oh my, I, that, 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 that's going to be, that no one's going to have that. 
the people that are that hooked, the people that are that deep into it, they're going to, man, they're going to keep swiping that credit card because they know, well, maybe not they know, they think wrongly that eventually it's going to come up big. Like they're going to get the big win. They're going to get, they're going to get the big ticket item. They're just going to keep trying. Again, there, there is, there is an element of this in gambling addictions. There is a chance that you win big and get out of that hole. There is. That is a true statement. And that true statement becomes an anchor that drags them underwater. There is a chance that you win big. That teeny, tiny chance. It's a glimmer of hope out on the horizon. It's almost like a mirage. Like it just keeps them going. And it works in microtransactions as well, to a certain degree. Another comment on the on the poll here. Uh, we want to hear from you, by the way. Use the poll command, microtransactions in video games. You know, what's your take? All of them are bad. Some are fine. All of them are good. We almost have a thousand votes. We want to hear from you. The majority is saying some are fine. You know, 17% are saying all are bad. So we do have some some ideologists here. I love you, even though you're, you know, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> even though you're wrong, I love you. I love the, the ideologists. I love the, the idealists that, uh, that stick to it stick to their guns Bobby Drake says microtransactions are fine when done right it's a good way to support the game developer uh, that you like agreed I I think they're fine when they're done right and and again I I think this is one of the things that always gets lost in this that the market the market is 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 the bulwark right guys we're super close to 700 likes on the video smash that like button if you haven't already as well subscribe and the bell button is a great way to support me to make sure you're here every day for these polls in the back and forth I am a safe for work broadcaster Monday through Friday. A lot of people treat me like radio. They put me on in the background. Uh, Ashen replied to the poll. Some are fine, but anything like loot boxes, get them gone and out. Um, they seem less popular these days. I feel like loot boxes are actually going down in, in popularity. Do you know what seems more common now? Is that like is the season pass that Fort that, that that Fortnite outlined? That honestly seems more popular now. It does. Like, I I, I play this little game with my kiddos. It's called like Home Escapes or whatever. We actually haven't played it in a really long time, and they do uh they do the same thing that that Fortnite does. They're like, here's free things at an interval along the bottom, and if you pay money, you get all this pretty stuff along the top. It's five bucks. It's it's honestly brilliant because there's always that pull. Every time I level up and I get like the chintzy little thing, there's the cooler, brighter thing at the top that I could be getting. Right? And then when it's Christmas time, when it's Halloween time, when it's Valentine's, they they decorate the game. They put all this cool stuff in. Your you know snow is falling, and there's little snowmen, little candy canes, and you're like, ooh, well, four ninety nine. I mean, four ninety. What's four ninety nine, dude? I'll take it. Kaboom! You hit. I've not done it. I've not given them any money. <laughs> but but it works. Like it's a really 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 super common format now I feel like the loot boxes there's a stigma I feel like there's a stigma and I think because of that stigma they're they're becoming less common I think what's becoming more common is that season pass model why? it preys on sunk cost 
it preys on sunk costs because you play the game, you hit level 20, you're like, ah, oh, and then you see what could be, what could have been. I could have all those things, right? I could have all those dope rewards, but I don't. You see? It, it's, it's, it's more, it, it preys more on the, the consistent engagement. So think of it this way. If you're super anti-loot box, it's going to be really hard to convince you to buy a loot box. It just is. Your arms are folded mentally. You're like, I'm never going to buy a loot box. I'm just going to play the game. Okay. If you play the game and you hit level 25, level 15, level whatever, that's attached to you and your progress. And if you're always sort of seeing, dude, if I would just spend some money, oh man, that skin looks cool. Yeah. They're constantly putting the pretty thing in front of you, the twirly whirls and the spinny boxes and the and the shiny suits. And you're like, ah, oh, man, I don't know, dude. It's not even that much money. It's five bucks. Look at all the stuff I get. It's really smart because you're consistently poked with it. Come on. Come on. You said no at level 10, but you're level 15 now. Come on. And then you're level 20, you know, to the 20, to the 25. Like every time you level up, you're thinking, you know, I mean, come on. Look how much time I put in. I'm level 30. I deserve this. Like it's going to continually chisel away at the idea of what's the harm. But a loot box, I, a loot box, you're just going to be like, nah, no, thank you. You stiff arm it, you cross your arms. They're never going to get you to really reconsider. Looking great today. Great video with gothics. Thank you. Great video with Cancel the Culture. I appreciate that. Thank you. If you guys are coming over from the gothics video, I greatly appreciate your support. Share that video with as, as many people as you can, really. We, we want to get as many eyes on it as possible. It's very, it's very, very kind of her to do that. Uh, Brent answered the poll. He says, as long as it's not pay to win, don't want it, don't buy it. Um, pay to win seems less common. Pay to win also seems less common. Yeah, it just does. Pay to win seems less common. Like the idea of like, well, if you buy this, you need this. If you, you, you know, you get this, you win. It seems like loot boxes and pay to win are going to struggle. I don't know the consumers are too informed now you've got to be more subtle with it now I know sports games it's a different animal it's a different animal in sports games that that that, that ship is almost all but sailed like I don't know if you can get that back in port like that community just has accepted it you know pay to win's a more mobile structure right because it's more impulse driven it's easier on the mobile device to be like yeah whatever you know sure 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 yeah 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 here you go here you go here you go in non-mobile games, I think it's harder to pull off. That con- the consumers are a little bit more awake to it. They're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, this is pay to win. But on mobile, what mobile gamers are like running to Reddit or forums or Twitter or making videos to like put them on blast? Like, they're not. They're like, you know, they're like, ooh. <laughs> That's the mobile gamer in a nutshell. It's like, ooh, click. <laughs> There's... They'll do it. They'll do it. It's a, it's a different market. It's a, it's a different mentality. You know, a lot of the mobile games are free, right? A lot of them are free or a couple dollars. You buy the game for two ninety nine, and then they sell some other thing that's going to help you win and help you advance. Pfft, why not? I, mean, I spent two bucks on this game. Who cares? 
you know, non-mobile gamers are like they're of a different, they're of a different, they're they're cut from a different piece of cloth. We're a little bit more informed. We've been, you know, we've kind of been around this block, so it doesn't it doesn't get as much traction with us. Sparta, my worries is the rabbit hole that microtransactions can lead to, having to purchase everything for your character with no grind. Uh, seems like a phantom uh, fear, to be honest. That, that I don't know. That feels like a phantom fear to me. Feels like a phantom fear. Because it's like, what what game is honestly going to do that? You know, yeah, you don't need to grind anymore. You spend some money. There you go. You know, I, it seems like that's like an unlikely, an unlikely possibility that they're that they're going to go so overboard that it's not even a game anymore. It's just you in there buying. It's like a dress up. It's like a dress up game. <laughs> You're just like buying things to make yourself look pretty. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. Who makes Barbie? Is it Mattel? They're sitting on a gold mine. They might already do this. A virtual Barbie doll. Where you... It'd be like... Treat her like a Tamagotchi, right? You open up your virtual Barbie doll and you're taking care of her. You're making sure she's getting getting her income, you know? She's working as a lifeguard or whatever. And then you can buy virtual outfits for her. A virtual pet. Like, that's that's got to be an absolute that's got to be an absolute gold mine right there. I don't know if they're already doing that or not. They already do that. Well, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say somebody had to beat me to this. This seems so easy. It's like low hanging fruit. It's not even a game. It's not a game. <laughs> My wife wants to know where you go to do that. All of a sudden, I'm like, uh, babe, the credit card. <laughs> what happened? Uh, basically, Barbie the Sims expansion pack. That's The Sims, isn't it? I'm talking about the literal intellectual property of Barbie. You would pull it up on your iPad, and there she is. And you could buy outfits for her. Take her to the mall. No one cares about Surfer Ken. No. I don't, the guy you could shave? Oh, yeah, with the water? you get him, like, wet? Yeah, and it would, like, take his beard off. Yeah, 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 I remember that. You can buy things to make her look cool and fashion sets. Yeah, that's just, that is, that's low hanging fruit right there, you know? Oh, stop it. I'm recording this, babe. My goodness. Another question, another comment here on the poll from Tony the Tiger. They're great. I'm just kidding. That's not what he wrote. He said, it's the loot boxes and the pay to win stuff. Give me some good looking cosmetics that I can directly buy and it's fine. But something where I have a .01 chance of getting what I want is bad. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a good slice, I think. Like you slice it down. That's 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 generally I think a lot of people land on it that way. Pay to win, bad. Loot boxes, bad. A directional purchase so I can make my shield look like a dragon's face, that's totally fine. As long as there's cool things to earn in the game at the same time. You know, if the only way I can get the cool dragon armor is by buying it but I'm, I'm busy killing all these dragons in the game every day that's going to rub the player the wrong way they're not going to appreciate that I killed 50 dragons last night and I don't have anything to show for it, this guy over here you know, you can go you can go and, you can go and buy the dragon armor you know 
that's that's why I think even even if it is just purely cosmetic, that's where I think you can also overstep. And again, the market's going to determine whether you're allowed to do that or not. This is one of the reasons that Destiny Destiny has gotten away with what they do because people are like, well, it's not. What are you airdropping to me? It's not. It's not an actual you know interference. Oh, it's a gamer Barbie outfit. Get out of here with that. That's ridiculous. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Thank you so much to uh, Digita Comet. Digita Comet. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Use PayPal. You the best. When you guys order the coffee, there's a variety of ways. Thank you very much. Another comment on the poll from Big Worm says, if the store offers a set price for a set thing, I'm okay with that. Loot boxes with roll random things, return me, yeah, 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 yeah. We, this seems to be direct is fine, random is bad. Uh, direct is fine, random is bad. This is a common uh, take. It's a common take. You're fine with it if it's direct, you know? Love the video with gothics. Uh, it was a long watch with a lot of video cuts. He must have been talking for a long time. We spoke for like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would like, to, it'd be fun to do some more, maybe even a follow-up. Because we recorded that before I was banned from Destiny. So that's, a lot of people are a little confused by it. Um, so. Uh, Iron Lord Reptor says... People will spend on stuff they like. It could lead to some fire cosmetics. Well, indeed. I mean, like I said before, if they're hiring departments to literally make this stuff, that's their job is to make really good looking stuff. You know, I would imagine that that's one of the reasons the armor looks so good in ESO or, you know, the mounts or the, you know, the reason the armor sets look really, really good in uh, the Eververse. I mean, those are those. That's why. It's literally their job is to make stuff look dope. I think the way Overwatch did loot boxes was a good design idea. I'm generally opposed to loot boxes, right? Generally just opposed to them. I don't like it. I don't like somebody buying something and having no idea what they're getting. Loving the variety lately. Can't say for the long some days, but I always drop the thumbs up on the video. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're. It's very different. It's very different, and the these these streams are actually getting a little bit shorter. But that's actually better for the channel. Um, so we've been experimenting with different uh, different topics and different titles, and we're having good results. We're learning that like uh, really really high view counts don't mean anything if the other metrics are plateaued, which is kind of what was happening with Destiny. We'd have really, really high view counts, which was exciting in the moment, but then you check all the numbers later and you're like, we're not getting anything. Like, we're not actually growing the channel. So the viewer the, the, the viewer peaks are lower than they were, but the undergrowth underneath is stronger, which is very encouraging. You know, six or seven months from now, I think we're going to be very pleased with our choice to go variety. Um... Owen says, if this is a representative of the entire population, then there's really no hope it ever gets better. Um, LOL. Settle down. Settle down, dude. Settle down. You know, I, I, 80, 83% of the people that took this poll, 1,000 votes, 1K votes, are like, look, some are fine. Excuse me. It's rounding up, Butters. It's rounding up. We haven't hit it yet. You know, some are fine. They're not saying they're all fine. They're not saying it's totally cool. Go go crazy. Do whatever you want. People are saying, no, you know, some are fine. 
it, it, it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Take two is a big offender, but people accept it. They buy the game for 60, then it takes another 50 for your characters to be playable in less than five minutes. But if you upgrade your players without micros, it takes literally months. I call that a, that's a squeeze. I call that the squeeze. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. UK Stobbs, my man. Thank you so much, dude. That was a lot of coffee this morning. Four or five orders already. Y'all, y'all are the best, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are super dope. The reason I'm okay with Overwatch's loot boxes is that the player has agency to acquire the individual cosmetics they want from just playing the game for a reasonable period of time. I mean, I know that's how it works, right? I really, really do. I just... I I don't know. I don't like loot boxes. I don't care about what they've done as far as earn- earnables in the game. That that to me is unrelated to the fact that there are loot boxes. How close are we to 900 members? I think we're like eight or nine away. It, it's it's like we're we're always like oh really close boom oh really close boom we're we're like hovering in the 890s. Micro- microtransactions are here to stay, says Wheezy. We just have to keep pushing for non-predatory ones. Direct purchase, less loot boxes. Right. It's all negated by the fact that they sell them. That's what I mean. Like, it's cool that they're earnable, but again, loot, the fact that there is a loot box is what I take issue with. It's great that there are earnable pathways, okay? It is. That's nice. That doesn't mean I'm okay with there being a, you know, like a, a loot box. I don't know. Soon as I see the loot box, I'm like, no, dude, no. Like, I, I, I immediately kind of recoil to the idea on principle that people don't know what they're getting. I just don't like it. And I know they get something, and I know that it's it's not a zero it's not a zero gain for them. They get something for their money. I just really, really don't like it. Here, have gifted subs. That's not a thing. I think they said on the 22nd they're experimenting with people being able to pre-purchase their membership, you know, so many months out up to a year or whatever. And then I think behind that, coming behind that, they're going to let people gift memberships. Um so uh EA's legal defense was that because you always get something even though it's crap, it's not gambling. Well, that's part of the problem, right? There's a few issues with saying, oh, it's gambling, it's gambling, it's gambling. There's there's a few issues with that. Number one, they only in certain instances can get something that is a monetary gain, okay? So the items that you get are not necessarily a, a, a monetary gain. Unless you sell your account, you know, you can't sell the items. Now, again, some games let you sell the items, so that's different. It's case by case. By and large, you're not able to sell the item for a monetary gain, and you get something for your money. Whether or not the item's good is is debatable. If I give you $5, and you reach into the bag, and you pull something out, and I'm like, oh, that's not what I wanted. I still got something. I did. You didn't promise me monetary gain. You promised me a random item, and I got one. 
it's like I don't like it I don't I'm just telling you why like why they can kind of push back on the claim that it's like a rigid form of gambling because you buy a scratch off and you get nothing or you can get something that gives you like monetary gain you get money again I don't like loot boxes but I think it gets muddy when you start like oh it's gambling it's preying on children I'm just like listen listen the best way for us to push back against bad microtransactions is to individually dissect and break down which ones which ones are bad and which ones are good when we when we use these big hyperbolic charged words we're almost like shutting down conversation you're you're making it impossible to even talk about like it's gambling it's predatory and it's like okay like what i don't know what to tell you like that sh- we can't even have a conversation at that point it makes it it makes it hard to have a discussion Fortnite accounts were going uh, crazy in prices. But again, you have to understand something. The market did that, Tracy. The market decided we're going to start to sell Fortnite accounts. And then that's something the consumer in the market is doing on their own. Fortnite did not promise you something for monetary gain. They didn't promise you $5 that they would send you in the mail. Does that make sense? If the company is not promising promising you monetary gain... And, truth be told, most of the time, their terms of service, it's it's against their terms of service for you to sell the account. You're not supposed to do that. So you're literally breaking terms of service, and you're doing something that they never promised you would be a thing. They didn't promise you that, like, yeah, if you get all these skins, holy moly, your account's going to be worth a couple thousand dollars, and you can sell it. No, they're not promising you that. The market did that on their own. Like, selling a Pikachu card, Pokemon didn't promise you that, hey, if you get these Pokemon card packs, there's a chance that you get something inside that's worth $1,000. They didn't promise that to you. The market created that on its own. Hambrick, coming in with a membership. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Thank you for joining the members. The single greatest weapon against bad microtransactions is twofold don't buy them and criticize them from an intellectual standpoint like be intellectual about it be factual like that's your best those are your two strongest weapons against bad microtransactions a refusal to purchase and speaking about it accurately that's your best weapon the worst thing you can do is throw out big hyperbolic terms and charges. Oh, yeah, it's freaking, it's gambling and it's predatory. They're preying on children. Dude, just stop. You're 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 muddying the waters. You're not you're not actually having a conversation. You're just shouting. Just came from the Gothics video. Awesome stuff. I appreciate that. Thank you, Kevin. So uh, D Mac Gaming says it's fine for some games, but others take it overboard with microtransactions for pay to win. Agreed. Jared says usually they're overpriced, like ten dollars for a skin or a game or an emote. EA, on the other hand, basically gambling, uh, like their ultimate team stuff. Uh, price of skins is dictated 
by the market and a willing consumer base, we can't say what is overpriced or appropriate. You can't actually say that. Um, the market dictates price. A 10, 15, or 20 dollar a 10, 15, or 20 dollar skin purchase you can shout it from the rooftops you can get a t-shirt, a tattoo, a bumper sticker and you, you, you say whatever the frick you want oh it's overpriced, it's overpriced, it's a ripoff it's a ripoff, it's a ripoff okay, okay you're, you're not the arbiter of cosmetic worth you're not the market determines what can and can't be sold at, at a certain price it's not determined by you. As I said before, there's not some objective abacus. If you know what an abacus is, it's that thing where there's like the beads on the rods and you slide them back and forth. It's one of the earliest forms of a calculator, like what, in like ancient Egypt or whatever. There's not some objective abacus on some wall somewhere where someone's like, all right, slide the beans here. Oh, yes, the appropriate price for this skin should be $5.17. and and then they're charging 20 and you're like, oh, what a ripoff. What a $15 markup. Like, the, the, the consumers in the market dictates how much they can charge. So if you're, if you're going to charge, you know, $100 for a pair of sneakers, the margins, the profit margins on those sneakers are determined by labor and material costs and... Is there a consumer willing to pay the $100? And in what quantity? If one person buys the shoes and the rest of them sit on the shelf, you have made a tactical error. Your market research has been has been very, very poor and misinformed. If you don't buy motorcycles, your opinion one that co- on the cost of motorcycles isn't really important. That, I mean, I, I think that that's actually, that's actually f- completely and utterly fair. It's like, oh, that's too expensive. What do you mean? Oh, that paint job on that motorcycle. I can't believe you spent that. A couple thousand dollars to have your whole bike repainted? What do you mean? You don't own a motorcycle? This isn't something that you care about. This isn't something you consume. What do you mean it's too expensive? Fortnite skins are too expensive. Do you buy them? Do you play the game? Well, I play the game, but I don't buy them. Well, okay. I mean, I, you're you're commentating on something that doesn't land on you from a value perspective. You know, none of us are game devs. We shouldn't talk about video games. No, I don't think he's pulling. He's not pulling uh, fallacy of the expert or the professional, where you can only talk about it if you're from that field. What he's saying is, from a consumer standpoint, if you don't consume the item, your commentary on its price is kind of irrelevant. You're commentating on the price of something that you don't consume. The, 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 the cost of anything, if you don't consume it, your commentary on price is kind of irrelevant. Why? Your refusal to purchase it is essentially the end of the matter. It's like, I don't like it. Or I don't like it enough to spend that much money. The consumers that are buying it, like, as an example, you go to uh, a liquor store and you see the varying degrees of price on the beer, okay? Everybody makes fun of me because I like PBR. Why? It's cheap and it goes well with virtually everything, okay? I could spend... 
twice as much money for half as much beer if I only bought like really really high end stuffy IPAs and real like rare stuff or local stuff or whatever the frick I get way less product for way more money okay now if I never ever buy that super expensive beer and I say it's totally overpriced somebody be like you don't even buy it how can you say that it doesn't appeal to you it doesn't appeal to your palate a lot of the IPAs don't appeal to my palate um, you don't even like that style if it's a stout or something. So how can you say it's overpriced? You don't even consume the product. How do you even know? I go and buy ribeyes from a butcher, local. Someone might look at what I spent on that ribeye and be like, are you kidding me? I can buy a steak from the grocery store for half that cost. You're wasting your money. And I'd be like, are you kidding me? You're not buying locally sourced meat. You have no idea wh- why I why I think this is worth it or not. You don't buy it, so how can you commentate on it being overpriced? Well, maybe you buy it once, and you're like, yeah, it wasn't worth it to me. It's worth it to me. You know, the, the Fortnite skin, it's worth it to that kiddo. They, they mow some lawns, they save their pennies, they buy some Fortnite skins, and they feel good about that. Why? Because it lands on them. The value is connected and tethered to their perception as a consumer opinion goes beyond I don't want it I say because potential dangers of a dev team ruining the game there's a difference between the art department and the dev team though the engineers and the world builders and the, and the mission builders and the, and the quest builders and the and the and the, ob- the objects the items the weapons all of that the people that you know build the content loop are usually very very much divorced from and disconnected from the cosmetic art department that's building all the flashy stuff generally speaking in a lot of these companies now like the art department is not going to disrupt the development of the game. They're just building the flashy, cool stuff that can rotate in the store every 30 days or two weeks or whatever. My sister is teaching my nine-year-old nephew how to budget money by doing chores like that so he can feed his Fortnite skin addiction. Right, and one of two things will happen to that young mind, okay? Young minds are impressionable, but they're also very sharp. They might realize... I am working a disproportionate amount of hours in relation to the one item that I am getting. That item might start hold, might start to hold less value and importance to them when they really start to weigh it out. They might never come to that conclusion. They may be like, it's totally worth it. I'm the only one in my crew that has the skeleton, the dragon, the whatever skin. Oh, it's totally worth it. I mowed lawns for two weeks, and I bought this, and I am so satisfied with my purchase. Like, just basic, just sort of basic economic structure 101. Like, supply and demand are an organic relationship between the perception of the consumer, the perceived and received value of the item. So you, you, you don't, there's, none of us can dictate what something should and shouldn't cost. How many items should and shouldn't there be in the game like that? We, we don't really have a say in the matter. We do, but we don't at the same time. If we don't buy it and we vocalize the criticism and the, the hive mind of the consumer base starts to buy into the idea that it's bad, well, look what happens. People voiced their displeasure over loot boxes. Purchase of loot boxes became a hot ticket point of criticism. And you see less of them now. Why? Because the market said, we don't like this. You want to sell me some pretty boots or a flashy item? Go for it. Don't sell me a box with the hope that I get it. Like the, the, the consumers have in some ways shaped the market. 
This is why I always encourage people speaking hyperbolically and using big supercharged words and getting all ramped up and you know ranting and raving you're, you're not necessarily doing anything other than creating a dust cloud you're not actually get out a get out a scalpel get out a sniper like take precise shots and criticisms at the at the way they do things so that people's consciousness can get raised to say this is kind of stupid as an example Look at what happened in the game that I don't cover anymore. Look what happened in Destiny. They had items in the Eververse that were clearly thematically driven by the Garden of Salvation raid. And what did people say? Well, come on. That item clearly was designed to motivate someone who enjoyed that raid or went into that raid or liked those items to buy it. They had a ghost, they had a ship, they had a sparrow. The, the, the sparrow and the ship looked like the divinity and the ghost looked like a harpy boss so it's like what is this what happened what happened the community vocalized their precise displeasure and the developer said okay we're, we're more likely to sell items that are not thematically tied to things in the game because it puts a bad taste in people's mouths they don't like it we're more likely to sell something that's completely divorced from the game because it'll feel like an extra item. It'll feel like an extra over-the-top thing instead of something that feels like we yanked something out of a really cool piece of content and threw it behind a paywall, which is what everybody thought and felt. You speak with the way you buy something. If you don't want loot boxes, you don't buy them, and then the market changes based on consumer trends. This is one of the reasons that I tell people the sports game scenario with the cards and the card packs do you want to know why that industry hasn't changed it hasn't changed because the consumers continue to buy it the reason Fortnite skins have never gone down in price is because the market continues to buy it and consume it you can't stop that train you can't it's not it's not possible unless you can precisely and decisively attempt to raise the consciousness of the gaming public on the on the idea that hey this is wrong this is backwards they shouldn't be doing this and then that influences purchase percentages and then potentially that brings down how often they're sold and how often they're put into games foggy coming in Enjoy that dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. Thank you for that brand new membership. I want to jab back. It's because they have a monopoly on those games. I'm not going to deny that has that has an effect. That's the only place you can get, you know. Um. Oh no, nobody's asked me that, Milky. Because uh, probably because of the dot dot dot. <laughs> you know, what we could probably do. Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, can I highlight? I can highlight. I'm gonna I'm gonna change the pinned the pinned message. <laughs> um, I will agree with you. They definitely have a stranglehold on the market. They have a stranglehold on the market. They do. They do. Where else are you gonna play those games? But on the same token. The consumers are still buying the card packs. They're still buying the card packs. So again, it's difficult 
to it's it's difficult to lampoon or torpedo or disrupt that market because they have what you've said they've got the exclusivity that's an extreme leg up in the market they've got a stranglehold on it so they that's the only place you can go play them again but the market could say listen we're not going to buy your games we're not going to buy those card packs and then that would be the way to change it I just don't think you're going to be able to I really really don't I think it's 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 way way too strong of a hold and more than likely long term it's just it's just going to stay that way unless they can wrestle the rights from them that'd be the only way you're going to wrestle the rights uh, I shortened it. LOL. Let's see. Did it fix it? So, not much you can do about that. You know what I mean? I miss these emotes. Appreciate your content. Thank you, Foggy. I appreciate that. Guys, if you haven't pushed the like button yet, go ahead and do that. We're, we're, we're really, really close to 800. Roll that over. Helps the video get recommended throughout the day. Take our poll. Let's refresh our poll results. Did we, did we roll over higher than 1K? Yep. 1.1K votes. Most people saying that some microtransactions are fine. There's there are ways to approach this that the you know the the general consumer base I think you know they're, they're okay with them. And um, if you're listening to this recording elsewhere, I am recording these morning sessions so you can have some longer podcasts to listen to. I hope you're enjoying that. Those that are in the live audience, uh, I'm getting I'm going to do my 10 minute talk. So don't go anywhere for the 10 minute talk. If you're listening elsewhere and want to be here for these discussions, polls, and back and forth, go to sntrlive.com.